Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. Indeed, it is Quality Hang. I'm Rod Brooks. And as always, I am joined on this podcasting adventure by my friend, the king of New Orleans, Louisiana. He is Marcus Osborne. What up, man? Rod and I were just lamenting the fact that I'm old. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I am out here in a... In a definite party city working with a bunch of 20 somethings and 30 somethings. And I've never felt my age so much. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Yeah. That, you know, you, you feel your age from a physical standpoint, Man. you know, you will wake up with various aches and pains <laughs> because you slept incorrectly. Yeah. And then you will feel old from a, a, a you know, sort of a mental standpoint and you will see, uh, the young Thundercats out there, and you just go, wow, that shit looks exhausting. <laughs> I was just telling Rod, like, I'm, I'm inside the, the bar, and I'm like, the music is just so loud. <laughs> you don't know what they're saying, and you know what's funny, dude, is I remember being that age thinking that I really did understand everything and how the mm -hmm. world works, and mm -hmm. I, you don't know shit when you're in your 20s. No, no, you don't know anything. Nothing. And you think you do. You think you do. And then your 30s come around, you realize, okay, uh, maybe I got some stuff I need to learn, but I'm still pretty on top of things. By the time you hit your 40s, you go, oh. See, to me, the 30s are the best decade, and it is the most oh. underrated decade. Oh. People look at your 20s, and that's like, Preach that's it. that's the decade. Nah, it's the 30s because- if you're doing it right in your 30s, not only do you have the experience of what to do and what not to do yes. coming out of your 20s, but you also got a little money in your pocket. Yeah. So yes. now you got the wisdom yes. and now you, you got the ways and means. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? You got yes, the sir. ability to do what you want to do and you know what you don't want to do. Yes, to me, sir. 30s. That was the jam right there. It's it, that's I where I got into my most trouble and in, in most of my trouble in my thirties. Because in my in my twenties, I was just doing dumb shit. But yeah. in my thirties, I was doing let's just say a better class of dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, I, I've said enough, but yeah, in my thirties, I was doing a better. I was doing a higher class. Fuck yeah, of dumb I, shit. It's so funny you say that because I, 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 I don't know about you, but my favorite age was thirty-three years old. I loved the age of thirty-three. Was just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, right. You still had box. the stamina of a 20 year old. Yeah. And you still you still had the, the curiosity of someone yep. in uh, in their mid to late 20s. But yeah. you had the knowledge of living through your 20s and now mm -hmm. being in the third decade of your 30s. Like I said, you know, people, you got a little money in your pocket. Yeah. You, yeah. you still got those same devious tendencies. Yeah, man. Mid-30s is the shit, dog. It's so sweet. I'm glad you say that because I say that and people look at me like I'm out of my mind. Like, I'm mm -mm. spectacular. Uh, so you've been busy the last couple of weeks with, uh, I, I with NFL. Have, yeah. Indeed, I have uh, the uh, Niners, as we record this, are uh, a few days past uh, getting worked in the NFC Championship game by the Philadelphia Eagles, um, for those who don't follow uh, the sport. 
the Niners lost their quarterback basically as soon as they got off the bus. Uh, that quarterback being Brock Purdy, the Niners' third quarterback. And when you lose your third quarterback, that's the limit because yeah. you ain't going to bring a fourth one in in the yeah. NFC Championship game and win, <laughs> as the Niners proved. Uh, the Niners, uh, well, they lost 37-7 somewhere along those lines. Uh, so the Niners, who uh, started, if I'm remembering, 3-3, three and three, uh, finished uh, the season with an, a 10-game regular season winning streak and won two games in the NFC playoffs. Uh, the Niners bounced out by the uh, the Eagles. Uh, <clears throat> to me, it was an improbable season, a fun season, and now it's going to be an offseason of what ifs and what now because of the serious elbow injury to Brock Purdy and Trey Lance now just uh, getting back into football-related activities after breaking his ankle mm. in the second game of the season. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, dude, I, I think um, had this thing finished off, and I still think it is, but had this capped off uh, the way that many uh, 49er fans, that every 49er fan wanted it to, to end, I, I would say this could have been the greatest football season in the history of that team and maybe one of the greatest seasons of any team in the history of the league it would have been improbable uh for sure because of the Brock Purdy situation um I I still think what they did in 1981 was the the most and it still is in my mind the the wildest one because even though they had Joe Montana Joe Montana had yet to become Joe Montana Absolutely. Two seasons prior, I believe the Niners were two and fourteen. Yep. Uh, they they were not the fully realized version of themselves that we yep. saw in the mid eighties and and in the nineties when Jerry Rice was was Jerry Rice and he was clearly uh, the greatest at his position. When you yep. had Ronnie Lott, uh, the greatest at two positions at cornerback and at safety. So I still think nineteen eighty one, you know, that culminated in the catch and in the Super Bowl win over the Bengals. I still think that's that that that's the Niners season that really is mind blowing. But yes, if the Niners had beaten the Eagles, get to the uh, Super Bowl and beat uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are going to play yep. the Eagles. Um, yes, this season it, it would rival 1981 for sure. Alas, yep. that is not the case. Yeah, I think the the, the funny th- funny thing is that that 49er team was so similar to the Golden State Warriors, where basically the as a kid growing up, the 49ers were trash. Like, mm-hmm. we, we could count them to be trash. Like the Warriors, that we could count them to be trash. And all of a sudden, fuck, in the span of two years, basically after new ownership, they turn around and start winning everything. Yeah. Everything. It's such a similar progression, which also goes back to my original point of uh, how ownership is one of the most uh, unappreciated aspects of having a winning ball club. Uh, but... But but you know what? Just one last point on that. Not just winning everything, but becoming the standard by which every other team in the league measures themselves by. Being the team that you try and emulate, not in terms of how they do things in the front office, how they go about evaluating players, but the style of play. You know, the the, the Warriors being the vanguards on positionless basketball and – and being proficient at shooting three-pointers yeah. is very similar to Bill Walsh coming in with the West Coast offense yep. and the short passing game uh, uh, being, in essence, their run game. And those yep. concepts are still a part of the NFL today as we know it. And those such fascinating parallels between Joe Montana and Steph Curry. Sure. Uh, sure guys sure. who were unheralded, never thought anybody – they had to fight for everything, even in high school, even in college. 
it's it's interesting, isn't it? Especially now that you've seen the Montana documentary. Isn't it interesting how some of these guys competitive fire burns so goddamn bright that they simply will them will themselves in spite of all of the uh, knocks that, that are against them, will themselves into becoming some of the greatest players of all time. It's sociopathic behavior that's put to good use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect way to put it. Because only a sociopath would work <laughs> themselves to a point to where they become obsessive about their craft yeah. and they become one of the greatest of all times. And, yeah. and I don't, and when I say sociopathic behavior, I know that sounds negative because calling somebody a sociopath is, yeah. well, negative. But, but you have to be. It, maybe I should call it single-mindedness, but you have to have that that gene, if you will. That has to be a part of how you get down for you to say, forget everything else. Yeah. I am going to hone in and focus on this 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 craft or this part of my craft to become yeah. the greatest at it. And that's something you do not when you're 25. It's not something you do when you're 21. That's something you do when you're 10 years old. Yes. yes. And, and for a child to make that determination. Young Steph Curry made that determination. Young Jerry Rice, young, uh, young Michael Jordan, young mm-hmm. Joe Montana. We could yeah. go down to young Tom Brady, yes. who uh, who just retired again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they they make that decision when they're children. Yeah. For you to have that foresight and that drive as a child mm-hmm. is 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 a determination and a single mindedness that that normal people like myself just don't possess yeah i mean i can't and there are a lot of things that i'm really passionate about i'm really passionate about a handful of things but i don't know that anything there's anything in my life that i'm driven as hard by as those guys mm-hmm. and and ladies who also mm-hmm. i mean serena mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 serena I williams mean, sure, sure, sure. yeah uh, it's it's it like you said it is it's sociopathic yeah and psychopathic yeah yeah it's serena williams beyonce you know, we can stretch yeah. this out to, to entertainers. Yeah. We can stretch yeah. this out, you know, to actors and actresses. Yeah. Uh, when it when it's put to 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 bad usage, they become politicians. You know, <laughs> those <laughs> megalomaniacal uh, megalomaniacal assholes. But no, I mean, it's when it's done correctly, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. It really is. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this team from day one, from game one. Um, the only thing that stop this from being literally one of the greatest sports movies of all time is the fact that these guys did not get to and win the Super Bowl. Because had they won, you would have been seeing films made about this team for the next 50, 60 years. Because the story, it's, you can't script a better movie than this. The idea that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't supposed to be back. Motherfucker ends up back. Not only ends up back, ends up starting and playing incredibly well. And then he goes out. And then the dude who was Literally, the last pick of the draft comes in. Everybody thinks the season is over. No, this motherfucker comes in, plays better than anybody they've had in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And listen, with the way we're cranking out documentaries now, because you have to feed the beasts that are the streaming services, you would have had a 30 for 30. You would have had oh, a football yeah. life. You, you would have had it. a whatever you want to call it you uh, documentary. Uh, you would have had that, in, in in essence, as you kind of detailed, the story just, just writes itself. But Absolutely. There, there's a reason a rookie quarterback has never taken a team to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. It's hard to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Getting to the Super Bowl is hard enough. Yes. Doing it with a rookie quarterback and doing it with a guy that was the last pick in the draft wow. who was the third quarterback on your depth chart. Wow, no, man, that don't happen. Wow. And then the pride of Oakland Tech gets in. This is his big shot. 
Oh my God! Oh. Out. Jesus Christ, I mean, Josh dude. Johnson. Ooh man. Dude. <laughs> it, it's, it's such an insane story. Like it's poor, so poor goddamn. Poor Josh insane. Johnson. I mean, come oh, on, man. man. He he had to line up against a team that had already ripped the elbow <laughs> apart of the starting quarterback, and then when they knew Josh Johnson wasn't going to throw the ball you know 15 yards down the field they're like well let's just heat him up and go get him yeah. and they proceeded to beat the shit out of josh johnson he got his brain scrambled <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much and what sucks is we were all deprived of seeing the game that we had hoped yeah. to see yeah and that's really yeah. the biggest the biggest loser of this is i mean obviously the team but you know us the fans we wanted to see a game where at least somebody was healthy enough to make the game competitive yeah, yeah, but you know what though, and and you don't have this now because the rules have changed. But it wasn't that long ago in football, the primary objective was to get the starting quarterback out of the game. Yep. And I'm not saying that the Eagles were trying to do that. It yep. just happened to be Hassan yep. Reddick, one of the best pass rushers, going up against a yep. third string uh, tight end trying to block him yep. from getting to the quarterback. That did not work out, shockingly enough. Yep. And Reddick got there with enough force. And at the right time to to cause yeah. the the torn elbow ligament for Brock Purdy, but getting the quarterback uncomfortable yep. or removing him from the proceedings, that's still even though it's not the way it used to be, where knocking out the quarterback was the objective, yeah. but getting the quarterback uncomfortable or getting them out of the game, that's still a way to win football games. Absolutely. And the Eagles did that. And and, and listen, the the Eagle even if that game even if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. That Eagles defensive line and their offensive line, it's the best in football. They're monsters. Without a doubt, the best in football. And when you can control the line of scrimmage on both sides, if you can control the line of scrimmage on one side, you're doing well. You control the line of scrimmage on both sides, you're cooking with gas. I have not seen anybody play Bosa that well. No one. Yeah. Yeah. I seen. I, honestly, yeah. I didn't think it was possible for any one person yeah. to really go single up on Bosa that way. Yeah. I mean, he played a great game. Um, I'll be honest. The only, I mean, other than the quarterbacks being knocked out, that's a shock. But really, the biggest surprise of the weekend was how well the Kansas City Chiefs defense played. Well, that Chiefs defense, first and foremost, it starts with Chris Jones. Yeah, they're they're soon to be Hall of Fame defensive tackle. He's the reason that the Niners couldn't hang on to that 10-point lead in the Super Bowl a few years ago when Kansas yeah. City and the Niners uh, played because he took over in that fourth quarter. Chris Jones is as good, maybe even better now, as he was four years ago. And four years ago, he's really good. So because they have that stud on the defensive line, they got linebackers, they got younger and better and more athletic, Kansas City did, <laughs> in uh, in the secondary. Kansas City's defense is is real is and it's legitimate, and – I'm 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 actually looking forward to watching the Eagles and the Chiefs play because they were the two best teams in the regular season, yeah. and it's not an accident that the number one seeds of both conferences are going to meet to to, uh, to decide it on the field uh, who is uh, who is the best. You've got you've got all pros, you've got Pro Bowlers, yeah. and you got a Hall of Famer in in waiting in Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. I'm I, you, th- to me, this is as much as it would have been great for the Niners to get there. And I would have no problem with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Chiefs and the Eagles 
have been and are the two best teams in football. Let's get it on. And you know, it's funny because when was the last time both number one seeds made it to the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know when, how long it's been. Oh God, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I mean, it's that's one of those things that makes sense, but you never expect it to actually happen that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But but also, you know, and this we might start to see this more because this is now the second year where the only team that gets a bye in each conference. Ah, are the top seeds. Yeah. With the top seeds in the NFC and AFC, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Now, now, can we talk about how good is Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Jesus Christ. Man, Stevie Wonder can see how good that boy is. <laughs> how good is this dude? I, I mean, I, I am blown away. Like somebody was saying, well, he's not, he's faking that ankle. And, and somebody was saying he's just flopping on that person. Like, Y'all are insane. This dude is one of a kind. I mean, I could play. We've never seen anything like him. Never. Rod, never. Like, this dude is already one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Already. Five years as a starter. AFC Championship game every single goddamn year. How do we do this? He is. His talent is otherworldly. Um, he's another guy that, that uh, like Steph, is going to revolutionize the game. Yep. We are going to see more Patrick Mahomes-like players uh, down the stretch. He is on a team that is coached by a guy who, even when he was having his troubles in Philadelphia, Andy Reid was always thought of yep. as an offensive genius. Yes. When you put that together with an iconoclastic talent like yep. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. And and they're doing stuff, man. I mean, they're they're, you know, they're running options and they're running trick plays. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we we saw them attempt not more than once, if I'm remembering correctly, in the AFC Championship game. We saw them attempting laterals. Funny. Yeah. We saw them lateral. attempting we the sure hook did. and lateral sure twice did. in twice. an AFC Championship game. The entire playbook for for Andy Reid is wide open, and when you have that type of mentality and that type of quarterback. And and throw Travis Kelsey in there too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. That that type of dynamic receiving threat. It's 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 amazing what they're able to do. There were a couple of passes that 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 one touchdown pass into the end zone where he was basically falling on his face, falling away, bad ankle. And I'm like, I how, first of all, how did you see that dude? And how did you know you'd be able to get that pass in there before, without it hitting the ground and without that pass being tipped away? It was an amazing pass. Great catch, by the way, but an amazing pass. The accuracy that Patrick Mahomes has when his feet are not set, yeah. when he's not in a traditional throwing position, when he is under duress. Um, you know, a lot has been talked about his baseball background and his uh-huh. pops is Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. former uh, major league pitcher, yeah. and Patrick Mahomes the second, the football player. Uh, played high school baseball, so he understands throwing from different arm angles, you know, playing in the infield, uh, playing middle infield, and he's just brought that over to football. So, you know, he doesn't need to be set. He doesn't need to be in a comfortable pocket like basically every other quarterback to make good and accurate throws. So now if you're a defensive coordinator, you say, well, we have to flush him out of the pocket. Yeah. Well, if you flush him out of the pocket, (laughs) he's okay. It's like you – I've heard this said about Akeem Olajuwon. Kenny Smith uh, on inside the NBA, former uh, uh, Rockets point guard, yeah. when the Rockets won those two titles, uh, <laughs> back-to-back titles, said this about Akeem Olajuwon, is that 
a great player like Akeem, you force him into what you think is going to be a tough shot. Right. And Akeem goes, no, this is where I want to be. So you would force 6'10 Akeem Olajuwon back in 1995 away from the basket 15 you know, fifteen feet out at the baseline, and he's like, "Now nah, I got something for you." And he would hit you with a dream shake, and either you know, either make that fifteen foot bucket or spin back inside and uh, and get an easier bucket. It's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You think I flushed him out of the pocket? I've done my job. I've made it difficult, and he goes, "No, this is exactly where I want to be." Yeah. Well, those people are unguardable. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you can't defend you can't a guy. That is okay with being uncomfortable, and that's who Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, dude. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you want to beat Mahomes, you have to keep him in the pocket. Right. That's the which, only shot you got. Otherwise, he's going to eat you up. So, which, feel- by the way, if he's in the pocket, he's cool with that. Yeah. Like every other quarterback on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an insane amount of talent and skill. And I'm. And it's amazing because he is that rare quarterback, that very rare quarterback, where the defense doesn't have to be amazing. It just has to be good enough. And he is a guy who's going to win you games. Just get him the ball back. That's all you got to do. How many? You ain't ain't got to pitch a shutout. No. You ain't got to be like, we got to stop these guys. We're going to score. You know your offense is going to score get him the ball back. I, you're 100% right on that. The freedom that this Kansas City defense has played with for years, knowing yeah. that they don't have to win a ball game or knowing that every single time Patrick Mahomes is under center, yeah. there's a chance they're going to score a touchdown with every offensive possession. As a defense, that definitely frees you up. Yeah, I, I, I am so excited to watch. I mean, we're lucky enough to, that every generation or so a player like this comes along. If this dude is playing, I'm turning it on to see what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's one of those where, you know, he's one of the greats, and you need to make sure you watch the greats because when they're gone, they're gone. On the other um, side, not that not that Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere, yeah. but you know, it's Tom Brady again, who just retired again. He played for a long, <laughs> long time, but hey, man, that was a quick twenty years when you think about it. Yeah, and fuck now you. you ain't gonna get a chance to watch this guy. So yeah, a great like Patrick Mahomes. Make sure you watch him because I, I don't, it, I don't want to goes give... by fast. I don't want to give short shrift to um, uh, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts because he's had an amazing year. Um, and he's hurt. So it's interesting because he's got the shoulder thing. Mahomes got has the ankle. And he's still da- – I don't know how many of those players are going to be able to – because Mahomes also played with like second and third stringers too, so which makes it even crazier that he's managed to pull that off. So it'll be interesting to see how, how this matchup. I think these injuries – the defense of the Eagles versus Mahomes. How well does Jalen Hurts play? How how much life does his arm have? Because he couldn't throw at all in the last game. And he got lucky, I think, in that uh, the Eagles defense managed to get Brock Purdy out of there because right. he had ended up with the convenience of simply being able to just run the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niners' defense had Jalen Hurts under wraps. Mm-hmm. and what But what makes Jalen Hurts dangerous, whether he's healthy, whether he has a good arm or not, is that when they get in the red zone, yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to score a rushing touchdown. Yeah. I believe he's scored a rushing touchdown uh, uh, 70% of the time that they've been in Ooh. the red zone, if I'm remembering those numbers correctly. So uh, uh, one arm, two arms, it doesn't matter. They get in the red <laughs> zone, 
he is going to score Jalen Hurts a uh, a rushing touchdown. But no, like I said, I mean these these are the two best teams in football. They were in the regular season. They proved it in the postseason. Uh, you know they had the bye uh, to start the postseason. Have the natural bye in between uh, the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. I expect for it to be a very uh, well played game and a fun game. And I, I I haven't decided who in my mind is going to win. And really, I don't care. Just entertain me. Just give me, Jay, just, just give me a good football game uh, in between that Rihanna concert. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a feeling it's going to be a pretty good game just because I think the circumstances sort of even things out for both teams where this is good. That, I think that Philadelphia Eagles defense is going to protect Jalen Hurts again and keep them, mm. keep them around long enough to <laughs> give Mahomes a few problems. But <sighs> – I, just, I can't. I cannot bet against Pat Mahomes at this point. No, no, I wouldn't do that at all. Wouldn't do that do at it. all. And uh, we got a couple of brothers, yeah, playing quarterback yeah. in the Super Bowl, huh? What? Yeah. Sweet. So I'll tell you this. Uh, the I, I ended up getting to this debate with a guy. I, I don't know why I let myself get dragged to it, but I just couldn't shut up. He's like, "Well, why is this? Why? Why is this a big deal? This doesn't matter." Coaches don't care about race. Uh, the owners don't care about race anymore. They care about money. I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you do not know. If they care so much, if they didn't care about race, why have there only been like six black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl in history? Why Why had, Why? Why hasn't every single team in the NFL had at least one black starting quarterback? I don't mean a black quarterback who started for them. I mean a black starting quarterback. Every team hasn't had that. And where are all the black coaches? Like, don't tell me that it doesn't matter. He said, well, that's 50 years ago. It's not that way anymore. I'm like, man, we need to stop talking. Please tell me that the person who you were talking to who said those things, please tell me that person was not black. Oh, he was not. He was a palm-colored person. He was, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, so as 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 stupid as what he said is, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, because like, you know, you would say that. <laughs> yeah, because that that that's something that that's something that a non-person of color would say. Yeah. Well, it happened a long time ago. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Racism is over. Like, man, please. Yeah. Stop it with that bullshit. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, uh, uh black cops don't hurt black people. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, just miss me with that bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, that that's I that, I'm glad that a non-person a person. Uh, a non-person of color said that because if a black person were to say that uh, having two starting quarterbacks uh, who are African-American in uh, in the Super Bowl doesn't matter, um, we would have to call an emergency meeting of uh, all black people <laughs> in the United States. That's we right. would have to take away that person's black card. Well, thought... You, sir, you, you, you person who does not exist, you do not deserve your hood pass. At all. I saw, the, I saw that bum Jason Whitlock with Tucker Carlson going off, talking about the, the the Memphis cops basically look like a black gang, and that since the um, the police chief of Memphis was a black woman, he was like, "Well, you know, that's what happens when you have a single single black mom with a bunch of kids. They go out there. I was man, I was ready to put my foot through the teeth. I can't stand that dude. I've I've said this and I mean it. A big problem with people in this country like him, and I'm not gonna say his name. Well, big problem with people like him is that they don't think they're going to get chin checked for yeah. the dumb shit they say. Yeah. If you see Jason Whitlock in public, <laughs> slap him in the face <laughs> because you best believe. And Marcus, yeah. I want you to play this at, 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 at my trial. Because <laughs> if I see him in public, I'm going to slap him in the mouth. Because you need to be slapped in the mouth when you say dumb shit. 
the, 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 the asshole on Fox. And I know I should be a little bit more specific, but you know the asshole I'm talking about. I know about exactly Fox. what you're talking about. He needs to be slapped in the mouth. <laughs> the, 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 the former president yeah. needs to be slapped in the mouth. Yeah. All these people running around out here talking real heavy, talking real slick and greasy, saying stupid shit <laughs> need to be slapped in the mouth so i'm not talking i'm not talking killing people yep. i'm not talking sending nobody to the hospital yep. but a good open hand <laughs> ashy ass handed slap across the face needs to happen the big old west indian ashy hand slap right across the ground that motherfucker need to be slapped in the face i can't i, I you know what bothers me most about it? i feel like he's one of those he's one of those cats who takes every opportunity he can to shit on black folk and it it i i can do a lot of shit i, I don't people have your opinion etc cetera, etc cetera, but that type of shit like really like gets to my soul because he's an opportunist yeah because he's, he's doing it because they're paying him to do it and, and listen i'm all about getting that money yeah sure. <laughs> but sure yeah i it just you know the, the less said about <laughs> this guy the better but uh, you know i reiterate um, if you see that, if you see that fat fuck out, public, slap, <laughs> slap him in the face. Cause, cause Hey, he ain't going to do nothing, nah. but cry about it. Yep. And okay, fine. He may sue you. Okay, fine. <laughs> he may press charges, but damn it. You're doing it for the greater good. That's right. Because for I can culture. tell you what, exactly. <laughs> because I can tell you what fat boy not going to do. He ain't going to chase you down and no. get his lick back. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about actually engaging ah, in shit. A, 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 a throwing of hands because you know he can't fight and you know he can't move. So he's an easy, convenient target. Oh, because, hey, listen, you think I'm bullshitting. No, I trust you. If, I'm with you. If, 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 I, if I were going to the Super Bowl, the Niners have won the NFC Championship game. I was going to the Super Bowl. I will assume that he would be there. If I saw him, I'd slap him in the face. Would it cost me my job? Possibly. But I tell you what, I wouldn't be out of a job for long. You're right. You're right. I wouldn't be out of a job You're for really long. You're right. You are right. Somebody snatching you up. Might Man, be right. please. I could go into any hood in the country. Okay? Yes, sir. I could go to Oak Cliff in Dallas. I could go to Liberty City in Miami. Yes, sir. I could go to 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 Jersey City, and, and or Brooklyn. Yes, sir. I could go to the, the West Side of Chicago. Yep. I could go to South Seattle. I'm naming all the hoods. Shout out to all the hoods. I could go to uh, you know to Oakland. Yep. I could go to South Central L.A. Where am I? Where, where am I missing? New Orleans, New Orleans Memphis, D.C. Uh, East. D.C., all of D.C., East Point, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I could go to all these places, and you know what they would say? <laughs> That's the dude that slapped Jason Whitlock in the face. You'll get a king's welcome <laughs> and a king's ransom. Man, I would get a BET award. <laughs> NAACP award. I, I would get an NAACP <laughs> image award. They would bring back the source awards ah, just to give me an award for slapping Jason Whitlock in the That's face. so sweet. <laughs> that might be the I would get my own Tyler Perry show. You sure would. You sure would. Tyler Perry presents Rod slapping the shit out of Whitlock. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm being silly. Um, but you know, you have to have a little levity uh, these days because once again, uh, we 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 saw 
the fact that police forces around the country are dangerous to people of color. Yeah. And uh, five uh, Memphis police officers who happened to be black yep. uh, killed uh, Tyree Nichols. And uh, the country is, is once again wrapping their head around it. But just like with uh, with mass shootings, um, we, we are angry, we feel it, and then we kind of move on because these things are, are so uh, commonplace. Yep. Uh, and, and the fact and, – and I'll keep it real. The, the fact that these officers were black – uh, really make this, this one sting. But as I said earlier, we, and, and we've known this as people of color, black police officers, yep. black white police officers are not your friend. Nope. They're not. Nope. It is, it is, it is, it, it is, it is the police departments versus black people. Yep. Okay. And that, that's, that's it. That's all. That's um, what it is. And, and to see that, that, that sickening footage, um, it's just that sickening. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm so tired of it, and it really is offensive when people come up with the whole well, the officers are black. Like, then you don't really understand what we've been trying to say for the last hundred years. You weren't listening. Yeah, you, you don't get what we're talking about. Um, I tell you this: this is something that makes people want to slap somebody in the face. It's not being able to show your uh, Netflix uh, password. Have you seen yeah, this story? I, I saw that. Yeah. So Netflix is. I, I, what are they trying to do? I, explain it to me. I know it, but explain it to me. Well, so for years, they were losing a shitload of money because people were sharing uh, the Netflix password with any and everybody. So Netflix said, fuck this. We're going to stop doing that. So from now on, you're going to have to use And you only get to use it basically at your house. You can use it at your house. And then you get a certain number of uses outside of it on other devices. After that, the per- uh, account of this would have to come in and let you use that password. That we're cutting down on shit. But then there was some crowd of people like, no, fuck that. I'm not giving them a... I'm like, wow, is this a really a big deal to people? But apparently it was. And now Netflix is apparently backtracking and saying, you know what? Maybe we won't institute this. I'm like, I would have... Fuck it, I would have done it. If I was Netflix, I'm like, I would have done it. What are we scared of? Well, I'm, I'm not jumping through all those hoops. <laughs> Um, yeah. to continue to make Netflix money. Um, it's not my fault that Netflix continues to spend money uh, uh, very stupidly. And <laughs> it's not my fault that Netflix is, is not run as well as Netflix needs to be run. And quite frankly, I, I wouldn't miss Netflix if it went away. Like, I can't tell you the last time yeah. I watched Netflix. I still haven't time? seen the last Chappelle special. I still oh, haven't. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of comedy specials I haven't seen. I know they got oh, that damn. new movie out with uh, Jonah Hill yeah. and uh, Lauren London and yeah. Eddie Murphy and others are in it. You people, the yeah. Barris movie, I heard it's great, but I haven't watched it. Now, again, I know I'm different because I'm not necessarily a big television watcher. Yeah. Um. Uh, so me not having Netflix wouldn't bother me. It just my right. thing is, hey, listen, you know, these streaming services, they get a little bit too big for their britches. Uh, because people lived without you before, and they'll live without you again. And I think people do the outrage that that came Netflix's way about trying to crack down on password sharing. I think what they realize is, you know, their 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 hold on pop culture is tenuous at best. 
how about you don't <laughs> make it to where people go, eh, fuck these guys. They're not really, you know, they're, they're either canceling shows I like or they're not giving me thing, anything that's worth it anyway, and yet they keep jacking up the prices. I can live without this. Yeah, I think that's the way I, if it's my company, I'm like, yeah, I don't want everybody taking my money. But if I'm a consumer, if it bothers me that much, I just won't, I just won't use the shit. You just won't use it, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, my whole thing is like, I feel like I respect you less if you just are constantly bouncing back and forth and changing your policy all the time based on how the wind blows, just man up and do what you say you're going to do so we can all have some fucking peace. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're Netflix, man. You're, you're, you're one now you're <laughs> one of seemingly dozens yeah, of streaming services. You ain't that special. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you, uh, you ain't that special. Um, let's pour some out for, uh, the Good Morning America couple, T.J. Holmes. Oh, and, that's right. Amy, Amy Rohrbach. Yes. Uh, you know, f- six, eight weeks ago, uh, old boy and old girl were on national television on a Disney-owned network. Yep. Just kikiing and smiling about <laughs> their, uh, you know, their not-so-secret uh, romantic, <laughs> intimate affair. And, you know, how it, that's how it started. Yep. They thought it was cute. They were all smiles. And everybody was like, oh, look at that couple on television. How, <laughs> that's how it started. How is it going? They both ain't got no job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ABC, which, again, is owned by Disney. And I think it's very important to point out that the Disney Corporation is very serious about its image. Yeah, and man. the Disney Corporation was not about to have T.J. Holmes, who seems to be a serial adulterer, Oh, and think? his new girlfriend, Amy Rohrbach, they were not about to have them on their airwaves making the company look bad. So they told both of them, we'll give you a severance, but y'all can't be on Good Morning America no more. And I say all that to say this. And I believe I said it uh, on an earlier episode of the podcast when this first came out. I don't know what made T.J. Holmes. I don't know what made Brother Man think that he could get away with <laughs> – with, with being all messy uh, uh, about uh, about who he chooses to be with yep. and think he's going to get away. Bro, yep. you don't get to do that. No, man. You needed to keep that shit on the no. down low. You needed to not be laughing and smiling about it and joking about it yeah. on yeah. their air. You should have kept your mouth closed yeah. and you should have did that behind closed doors. Yeah. But you thought, for whatever reason, oh, I could be public with this and people going to think it's cute. Nah, dog. Yeah. We emphasis on we yep. wink wink don't get to move like that. Yeah, dude. You light skinned, but you still want us. They count. <laughs> <laughs> you count. <laughs> you still count. <laughs> you still a black man with a white woman. That's right. Nah, dog. It still count. Mm-hmm. They still mm-hmm. gonna do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Holy smokes. Hey, man, you know what it is. That's, it's funny because, well, see, I shouldn't say some of this stuff. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. Some folks aren't surprised. And the only surprise is exactly what you said, is that he, he picked the wrong one. And he picked the wrong one because our mother ones, they wasn't her. Mm-mm. And once that happened, that was it. Mm. And I'll be honest with you. I'm like, well, shit, maybe they will let these cats stay on. Nope. 
Nah. I I knew it from the jump. Nope. I knew once they I knew once they went on the air, it, it, after after it all came out on the weekend, they went on the air on Monday and they were laughing and joking about it to start yeah. the show. Yeah. And then they took them off the air. I'm like, nah, they're never coming back. Never <laughs> coming back. And then all the news came out that you know, oh boy, you know he he. He liked to get around, which again, it's, listen, yeah. you know, if, 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 if these are consensual affairs, I got no issue with it whatsoever, and they all seem yeah. to be consensual. But you're representing, you're representing a a media giant, a corporate yeah. worldwide corporate media giant. Disney yep. ain't trying to hear that bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not. I don't feel bad for him at all. I'll be honest. No, I'm not, no, he I'm did not it to One lick of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder I, uh, how long the relationship's gonna last. If they still have one, dun dun dun. <laughs> well, so it seems it seems to me like they really are trying to, you know, make it seem like it's like it's cool, make it seem like everybody's on board with it. Like yeah, they're like, man, nah, you know, it's it's really they're, they're like we don't care about losing our jobs. We're we're open every we're on we're in a bunch of pictures. We're still together. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. They're like, yeah, this is not gonna follow us. And I'm like, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. you plan is wrong, homie. Mm-hmm. No, when old girl comes to the realization, if she hasn't done so already, that he more than likely is the reason she got fired, she gonna drop him like a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> hey, so I want to hit you with this. Uh, I know we got to ruin it, but I, <clears throat> I'm fascinated by uh, all the Ticketmaster stuff, the stuff that mm-hmm. went down with Taylor Swift. And, you know, obviously... This has been going on for decades with Ticketmaster. Uh, and now Beyonce has announced her world tour. Yep. And it's funny because Ticketmaster, I think legitimately for the first time, is under real scrutiny by the government. And it's, it, it's, it is fucked up that they have such a monopoly. On tickets, it's isn't it weird, Rod, that this is supposed to this is supposed to be a country where monopolies are illegal, but they are everywhere. Of course, they're everywhere, and you can't break any of them. Nope. Like, how does this shit happen? Um, because corporations are now um, corporations are people. Corporations have power, and corporations have the ability to buy politicians uh, without uh, any sense of shame. And so when you ha- when you can pour unlimited funds into unlimited numbers of politicians, you can, in essence, be a monopoly in the United States. And no one is going to check you because you bought the people that are supposed to check you. I, I'm, it's, it's interesting to me that and here's a really inter- interesting part, part from a political standpoint is like I expect the folks on the right to not be sweating this, but the folks on the left are also not sweating it either. Like it's every single one of them are letting this shit happen. Where who's fighting to break this shit up and to and to give the little man the opportunity to actually may maybe they want to start their own business or maybe they don't want to be paying these fucking outrageous prices because somebody has a monopoly and they control everything. But that's the deviance deviant brilliance of, of Ticketmaster and other corporations. They spread the money on both sides of the aisle. They don't mm-hmm. pick a party because if you pick a party, then that means naturally you have opposition. Yeah. So to, to Ticketmaster, they were like, well, why don't we just buy both Republicans and Democrats? And yeah. that way we don't get no static from nobody. Yeah. 
I mean, it's 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 it really is discouraging to see this stuff happen. I mean, who knows? I mean, this is what ha- this is what happened with the uh, television and radio industry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the 1994 Telecommunications Act, like all these fucking stations are all so homogenized now because they're all owned by four or five different companies, yeah, yeah. And, and nobody seems to be bothered by it at all. But my question What's... to you is: Beyonce, the greatest female performer of all time? Oh boy, who is on that very short list? Janet Jackson, Madonna, um. Aretha Franklin by sheer vocals. Um, oh boy! Beyonce, of course, on the list with him. Uh, who else? Who's on that list? Is she the greatest female performer of all time? Oh man! I'm, I mean, I'm really wrecking my brain to see. Other than those ones I named, it's a in terms of like major and amazing live performers. I think that list is not that long. I mean, is she? I, I mean, I'm I'm no fan of Madonna, but boy, she 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 had yeah. the culture on lockdown for yeah. 30 years, basically. Yeah. Um, Janet Jackson, you know, yes. they were contemporaries, and we all know that Janet's career got fucked. Yeah. By Les Moonves, who was the head of CBS, because yeah. he in essence blamed her for um, having her her breast exposed at the Super Bowl. Which, by yeah. the way, I was there. I saw that. Damn. Um, Lucky you. I, <laughs> far away i didn't see it all, all i saw all i saw was janet jackson as the last note was played mm. run off stage oh, i'll shit. never forget it she ran off stage and it was the run of somebody who who did put it this way did not plan to have her breast exposed to over 100 million people yeah yeah uh but but she she, she was janet jackson at a, at a time a force of nature I mean, Aretha was a singer. I don't know if she was a performer. Yeah, she was a singer. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, gosh, I don't know. But I, yeah. I just, I know right now that Beyonce is, she's that chick. Yeah, for she's sure. a top dog. And, yeah, I, and I, when I ask that question, people were throwing people like uh, Taylor, like Taylor Swift. She makes a shitload of money. She gets a lot of great people at her shows, et cetera. But in terms of being in li- a live performer, being dynamic like that, it's right now, it's Beyonce. I- I mean, I'd be lying, though, if I said, I mean, I've seen a Beyonce performance. I saw her perform at the Super Bowl. I, I, I yeah. saw her not at, I wasn't there, but I saw her Super Bowl performance. I've seen her do other stuff, but I haven't watched a Beyonce concert. I've yeah. never watched a Taylor Swift concert. I, it's, it's only, you know, I'm only getting bits and pieces. I, I, I mean, the greatest female performer of all time. I'm sure we're forgetting someone and people who are listening right now just banging <laughs> the steering wheels and saying, you forgot this person. Yeah. Um, But I mean, but right now, you know, it's it's Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I, I think we have to be honest and and fair to Taylor Swift that that while she might not be our type of hype, it, it, the, the girl has a worldwide popularity that she, is yeah, not a, an a, accident. A fan base, but is she amazing? Now I, I can say, unfortunately, I've seen that lady perform, but that's because I was in a country music station at the time. But uh, she's fine. She's fine. She, she's fine. Like she's she's fine. She must be doing something though to have all yeah, these but, well, she, Listen, she people love her music. They love seeing her live. I mean, it's like Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was not a great live performer like at all. But she would pack in the obviously pack arenas up. But that's because they wanted to see her perform live. But I would never say Whitney, and I don't think anybody would ever say Whitney Houston was an amazing live performer. 
No, no, I don't know of anyone who went to a Whitney Houston concert and went, I just got my socks yeah. <laughs> totally uh, knocked off. But for the purposes of self-preservation, I will say, because uh, as we know, uh, they came after Stephen A. Swift, that Bayhive <laughs> and none you want to mess with, no. uh, Beyonce is uh, no. the greatest performer in the history of humankind and will be <laughs> yeah. in perpetuity. Please, oh God, please, Bayhive, please leave me in peace. Um, I can tell you what I'm fascinated by. What? I'm fascinated by the goings-on at the Dallas Zoo. Dude, what the fuck? Yo, man, this what the fuck? tickles me to no end. <laughs> so let's go back a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, the Dallas Zoo put out a very benign tweet. And I paraphrase this tweet, but it said, we have a loose snow leopard. I think it was a snow leopard or a spotted leopard, but let's just call it a leopard. A large <laughs> wild cat. Um, uh, we, we, It's on the loose. It's somewhere in the zoo, and we don't know where it is. Well, eventually they found the leopard doing what cats like to do, which is sleep. The leopard was in a tree somewhere in the zoo crazy, sleeping. Dude. But what they surmised is that someone had uh, manipulated the the leopard's enclosure, and the leopard was able to leave its enclosure and roam the zoo until it did again what cats do, which is I'm gonna sit right here and take a nap because well, oh. I'm a cat. And but okay, fine. So the leopard was safe. Something happened where somebody co- cut the cage open, and that was it. Well, now you fast forward to this week, and a couple of monkeys. A couple of <laughs> a couple of what are, they, what are they tamarind monkeys or something yeah. like that? Like these these cute monkeys with mustaches, right? <laughs> Two of these monkeys were gone. Like so, they, so, so the Dallas zookeeper came to work and he's like, "Oh shit, not again! <laughs> Somebody done got these monkeys." <laughs> Good news is the monkeys were found a couple of days later at an abandoned house in suburban Dallas. Crazy. And again, for all of our animal lovers out there, the monkeys were found safe. The monkeys are back at the zoo. The monkeys are presumably okay. But now the zoo, Dallas Zoo is like, well, we clearly have a problem. Well, as we take this today, the problem has been identified. And the problem was 24-year-old Davion Irvin, who has been charged with six counts of animal cruelty. He had been a person of interest to the That's Dallas hilarious. police. As he as there was a picture of him walking near the monkey enclosure, eating a bag of Doritos. Well, they eventually eventually found this young brother. He is the guy who is, I guess, we could call him the mastermind of uh, this monkey napping. Oh, this story tickles me so much. But I do have to say, you know how, and this is something we do in the black community. When a crime happens, we go, please, God, don't let it be black. Don't be black. That's right. I was saying, oh, please, God, don't let this monkey napper be black. And yes, of course, the monkey napper was indeed black. Oh, my God. I just, it's just, what, what, what was, what, what? Two monkeys? Have you ever seen wild animals? Like, how did he get the monkey? Like, how did he sneak them out? Like, in 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 an overcoat? Did he did he have a box? Did he have a carrier? How did he get them out? What what was he gonna do with them? Sell them on the open market? This is crazy. Was he gonna be on Facebook Marketplace or was he gonna be on the streets? I like what what what's 
And then why is the Dallas Zoo, why is it so easy to just let animals out of their fucking enclosures? Like this, this whole story baffles and tickles me at the exact same time. And by, by the way, this dude should, like, not just for the monkey napping, but your mugshot on TV, when they see you, they're going to be like, what did you do? Stole some monkeys. Like, that's not gangster. Like, that's not what you points in the pen. You went to jail because you stole your mugshot was on TV because you stole monkeys. <laughs> what is you doing, young fellow? What, what, what are you? Dallas <laughs> <laughs> Zoo bad. is clearly the most incompetently run zoo in the country, where someone, barely a single person, because more than likely he had something to do with the leopard being uh, uh, lit out of its enclosure. The Dallas yeah. Zoo, apparently it's very easy for any individual to walk in and walk out with fucking animals. <laughs> Wild so animals. I guarantee you that young brother got the animals to that house and the monkeys started well being wild monkeys. And I bet young brother said, oh, this is way more than I parked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you the monkeys got on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> under the under the belief that he could probably control them, like monkeys are cute, but they will hurt you. Yo, man, wild animals ain't no joke. Yeah, they are no joke. I love it. So apparently, uh, this uh, this caper, this monkey napping caper, has. Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I was supposed to say. Apparently, this monkey napping caper has uh, has been solved. But uh, to the uh, to the Dallas Zoo, hey man, y'all need to get y'all shit together because <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure when they have the annual zookeepers convention, uh, folks who shit. come the folks who come from the Dallas Zoo, y'all gonna get clout the whole time in a major way because y'all shit is is awful, awful. <laughs> And that's a good way to end it, right there. <laughs> that's a very good way to end it. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. And uh, you can, uh, you know, if you have any thoughts or if you've ever thought about uh, stealing wild animals from uh, various municipal zoos around the country, let us know at qualityhangpod at gmail.com. Again, my man, it was another fun one. Indeed, it was another yeah, quality I, hang. One of my favorites. have yourself a very good week my brother let's do it again you do the same all right yes sir all right everybody be good be good at it we'll see you